0: Hello.
1: to share your heritage or traditions.
0: If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F
2: Financial Group.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest lasting running podcast led by seniors. I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host, and today we are honoring the National Poetry Month celebration theme, intimacy. The League of Canadian Poets invites you to celebrate the 24th National Poetry Month this April with the theme of intimacy. We crave it, we fear it, we're nearly ready to build walls against it and dive headfirst into its open arms. They say intimacy is the closeness we feel with those who love us, given freely through warm hugs or tender passions. It's a shared laugh or a glance between strangers, a moment of comfort in an anonymous world. Intimacy is a la carte, romantic, plutonic, aromatic, familial, spiritual. Order up what you need and the intimacy will take you there. So today we're going to be getting intimate with intimacy. (laughs) And what I've asked uh, at the beginning, people who are here early always introduce themselves and ask people to bring a memento or something of what intimacy reflects to them. And I'm also, we're going to be sharing some poetry. So
1: Leslie, do you want to
0: start off? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm Leslie Hebert, and I'm going to try sharing a screen here. Just a second. So, can you see the picture? So that is my mother and my granddaughter uh, sharing a very loving, intimate moment. Which so, one? Which one is the grandmother? <laughs> That's me. No, it's my mother. So it's her with her great granddaughter and they're like uh sharing you know sharing her exploration of the world together and yeah it's just a very loving very intimate moment and then here's another one of my son with my daughter again another very intimate moment so yeah so I just thought I'd share those so you know intimacy can be You know, family sharing their experiences of the world and and helping and supporting each other. So,
0: in the eye contact, what I liked about that picture is so obvious the baby is making eye contact. Yeah. So happy about that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The eye contact, eye contact is a very intimate experience, you know. And, uh, you know, they say if you want to appear honest, Make eye contact with somebody. That's our connection to each other, right?
0: Yes. Oh, my dad, when he was giving me my age 16, (laughs) learn about the world, he said, if a man can't hold eye gaze with you, he's lying. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody that's talking to you and they look away and look away. Think twice about that person, especially men. You know, they said, "You know, mm-hmm. look at a man's eyes." And what's what? I I mean, that was sixteen. Sometimes I was about twenty-five or so. I was talking to somebody and I was looking at him. The guy said, "Why do you keep looking me in my eye like that?" <laughs> and I said, "That's my dad said that was the best way to tell whether or not a man was telling the truth." <laughs> okay, uh, Neil.
3: Yeah, my name is Neil Ryan. Um... I am blessed to be a poet and uh and my uh <laughs> my intimacy I have shared my intimacy with many 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 people mostly women and uh, uh it's uh it's an experience that uh, uh that's where truth lies is in the intimacy of being open-hearted, open-honest, uh, open-minded. So that's my thoughts. Okay. I, I, I've been married twice. I've uh, lived with three other women on long-term basis, many, so one of them 18 years. Michelle and I have been together now 12 years. Uh, uh life goes on and and uh, and every I loved every one of them, and they are all still my best friends, except for the ones that don't talk to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that would make a good painting
4: um Ramona okay, so I'm Ramona, and uh. For me, intimacy right now is spiritual intimacy. And I'd like to show you this object, my prayer beads. Uh Nice. Which represent that for me, um, to have the spirit to hold these beads in my hand when I wake up. Mostly it's like that I sit to pray at 5 a.m. and and it helps me to tap limitless life force, energy, and the wisdom to face whatever challenges life has to offer and to keep me happy in what I would call a high life condition, no matter what happens, because we know that, that problems and challenges will keep on arising. But if we are in that high life condition, that higher frequency then we can be happy no matter what. Yes. So that's what I have. That's my real intimacy. Ramona,
3: what uh, denomination are your prayer beads for?
4: Okay, this is for um, nature in Buddhism. And, and we chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, uh, which is uh, Myoho Renge Kyo is the title of the Lotus Sutra. So it's kind of putting your life in sync with the universe. I don't know what happens, but when you keep chanting like that, you, you, you become very energized and I'm chanting it to a mandala, which is called the Gohomzon. The Gohomzon was inscribed by Nichiren Daishonin, the 13th century Buddhist monk. Um, when he was in the life state of Buddhahood. So it's like Neil, if you are say, looking at the Mona Lisa or if you're listening to Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, then your mind is automatically transported to, to that of Beethoven when he composed it. You know, you can't put a finger on it, but immediately you feel elevated and that was how he felt when he composed it. So Nichiren wrote this uh, Mantra's mandala when he was in that life state of Buddha, home, which is nothing but the qualities of wisdom, courage, and compassion. So when you chant, you also, your life gets into those higher life conditions. So that's that's what happens. So that's why you find me smiling a lot, although <laughs> there are lots of things going on. <laughs> which. I don't. Really
3: I don't know if you can see, but there. Oh, yeah, you have. My yeah, Buddha. Have. And yes. Beautiful, <laughs> most beautiful, Buddha I've ever found, and and uh, he sits. And you
4: have the bowl also
3: there. He sits up, right? uh, up, up in my bookcase, and uh, and uh, opposite me, opposite me over there, uh, is a little altar. And uh, you. and of course I, you, you, <laughs> I I'm not stuck on I never stuck on one thing so I I say one of the prayers from the Gita from the Bhagavad Gita and uh, it is the most beautiful poem ever written so I you I chant that every night Excellent. so so I understand but I was curious because I have some some beads as well that michelle brought back from china okay and and uh, they're very very nice
4: beautiful thanks for sharing
0: yeah the intimacy of joy i think it's good you know to explain to people when you're chanting because If people are born in a place or in a home where it's not heard, people think it's strange. But once they have the explanation and you talk about the beauty and the peace that comes in it, then people can find, oh, I don't have to join that religion or be ordained into that. This is something that you can just do and enjoy and feel nice inside. (laughs) As you said, you were always smiling. I sometimes am on the computer at four thirty in the morning, and sometimes I look down and I'll see Dr. Ramona was on the computer at four thirty in the morning, sending a pleasant message or something nice. And I think anything, the the intimacy where you can send something from your feelings to another person, and that's one of the things that you know poetry, because a person intentionally writes down the lines, or sings the lines that they're going to have. It does bring closeness to the reader, it brings closeness to someone. I'm going to show my intimate, these are my little intimate things from a part of my dresser, they're two rabbits. And I have sometimes put their arms around each other, but these bunnies, uh, I'm a volunteer with a program called Inner City Slickers. And for more than 40 years, they've had a program where kids from different cultures it used to be in L.A. when it first started, we had 15 kids from Korean, um, Asian, African-American and Caucasian that went to a ranch together it, at a time when L.A. had lots of things of saying these groups can't get along. These groups hate each other. And they came to the ranch and Michael McNeil, the founder, had uh cowboys, people who work in the the, the the Westerns who have horses, roadies, and they had enough horses up so that everybody would get to ride a horse. But to see at some points, these people that were so biff and tough <laughs> to stand back in awe of this horse. But it works out to be a way, a program that has persisted over these 40 years of helping people realize their dreams or believe that they could believe, you know, dream again. In Christmas time, where so many people are lonely, or sometimes kids don't get things, or people of all ages, he got uh, more than 100 Petco stores to donate stuffed animals. And so it was usually the stuffed animals from the previous year's marketing that they hadn't uh, given away. And so I was in a room with about 200 of these animals. And they said, oh, Charlotte, keep two for yourself. So these guys have come with me from the States to, to Vancouver and they, they travel because they make me feel loved and at home and connect me to something I've done in the past, which is intimacy. What do you think, what do you, what's the range of things that come to mind for you when you think of, of intimacy?
1: I think it's everything from, uh, from you know, sexual intimacy, family intimacy, intimacy with friends. Um, I hadn't thought about spiritual intimacy, but uh, I guess that would be your intimacy with, you know, the supreme being, right? Um, and any time that you connect with other people, I think.
0: Oh, what do you think, Ramana?
4: Especially in, in, in my situation where I've been, I, I haven't been able to connect with the, many of my friends and students and family who are in India. I find that uh, this uh, medium of connecting through, you know, this um, say WhatsApp groups or Zoom is wonderful although I I don't see them but we're able to think alike and we're able to share each other's lives just as if we were actually living with each other and in fact more than more than actually being there because when you're living near someone I think you think that you you can always have the chance to just go over and visit them. But now right. that you know that is not possible that we are living so far away and in different time zones, I really we really make an attempt daily and I've been doing this for the past four years that I've been in Canada daily morning and evening fishing them and you know trying to maintain contact with them not all of them but like quite a group of them about 12 to fifteen of them so I feel that that's a different kind of intimacy that we are sharing each other's lives, joys, happiness, all we're just friends, most of us.
0: What about you, Leo?
3: Intimacy very interesting idea. <laughs> I think just simply sharing. A day together, a, a, a moment together. Uh, uh, my being involved in Michelle's work, or Michelle being involved in my in my. I mean, those are experiences that are all based on the idea of trust. I think that's what intimacy really and truly is. It's a sharing of trust. Because, you know, we have to be on our defensive all the time. I got an e- email uh, on Facebook from uh, the woman I used to uh, co chair the poetry radio show from. I got an email from her, said, Hey, here's some money that if you'd like, all you have to do is apply. Well, guess what? Her email, her Facebook got hacked, and the people that want to steal my money. Send, have had her send me. So, you know, you have to be so careful in this environment these days. But the, the, the crooks have always been out there, this, the schemers and the, and the planners, and, and, and so it's wonderful to have. Uh, uh, there's something in one of my poems about uh, who is she to you? Yes, she's the woman that you that got your back. She's the person that you and her try and figure out what a what a relationship is about. Uh, uh, it's it's wonderful to have a ha, have an individual that you can trust because to me to me intimacy is about trust. Yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, And I'm thinking, you know, aspects of intimacy um, can be physical, which would either be sexual or non sexual, you know, just the hugs that we give to family and friends, which I think we've missed very much during the pandemic, Um, then it can be emotional. So, you know, Ramona said, you know, it's about sharing joy and, and all our other emotions. And it can also be sort of intellectual and spiritual, sort of sharing beliefs, sharing ideas as well. So yeah, there's a whole variety of levels to this, I think.
0: Yeah, I've watched the contrasting intimacy. I like watching the basketball games. I watch the Raptors, I watch <laughs> most of the teams. But the really fascinating thing is they're out there, you know, beating the stuffings out of each other. Uh, and then at the end, the team that lost, even they they hug each other and that intimacy, it is so amazing and precious because nobody told them you have to go over there and hug, you know. I think in sportsmanship, you just have to shake hands. But so many of the guys, they really the one that might have scored the most over somebody that was supposed to be guarding them, you know, the the that level of intimacy is is amazing to me. And even with COVID, what we, we thought it was so much precaution about staying 12 feet, however long, six feet apart, uh, that maybe people wouldn't hug again. But it's like when you see people hug, it's with so much relish and joy for that level of intimacy. And so I just have been you know, thinking about writing about something about it or taking, it should be a painting, just a collage of all these people at the end of a game. You know, hugging each other, congratulating each other without somebody holding a gun to their head and said, you better go over there and, you know, show appreciation for the game. And then um, someone last night I was talking to quoted uh, Kobe Bryant, and he talked about... um, what he felt about the game was it was really good to win, but what he liked was the journey, the fun of the journey. And so I think intimacy, when we've done just projects, when you work with somebody on a project, you're on a journey together, or when you're working, you know, people that go, we have a lot of people within our group who've been advocates and they've worked about the trees. You know, that there's a level of intimacy among the grandmothers who went out there and allowed themselves to be chained. Uh, I mean, chained themselves and allowed themselves to be arrested because they had that intimate connection. One night he said, you know, to her granddaughter, her granddaughter had told her she was going to go and get arrested protesting the cutting down of the old growth trees. And she said, no, let me go, you know. A charge on you at this age will be bad, but me, I'm in my 70s, so what the heck if I have a charge? And so it's just different types of intimacy. Each of those are that sharing, you said, trust or joy. And it's it's um, sometimes, after I've had a day where I've had a lot of of Zoom meetings, I feel really sad because like the people are there. It's like looking at something on a shelf on a, and the store is closed and it's on the shelf and you can't go and touch it. That's the way I feel sometimes after these virtual meetings when you can see the people, but we can't slap hands or hug or, you know, just do that. But it is better than, it's better than nothing. It's better than absence when we can only talk on the phone. Um, So I think we have contrasting types of of poems. I was going to play uh, Love Time, Poem Time. It's a poem that I wrote after a poetry event, I've done it at a lot of events, and then I recorded it. You hear it at the end of my show, so since people will hear it at the end of this podcast, because when I say, thank you for spending time with us on CJSF, or thank you for spending time with us at 10 o'clock or at 1 o'clock, I say, but when people ask me what time it is, I say, it's always love time, poem time, and then you hear the music, but I'm going to read that poem and it's Love time, poem time. Love time, poem time, time for words from heaven to shine. Love time, poem time, time for words to pattern and rhyme, Time to wash the wash wash <laughs> time for words to wash the wounds, bind the lashes and play bassoon. Love time. Poem time. Time for poems, poets, and singers. Time to untie all life's ringers. Time for you to reveal to me. Unravel all your mystery. Love time. Poem time. Time for joy and utter grace. Rest from toiling in this place. Place of poems, place of words. Place for love instead of swords. Love time. Poem time. Poem time. Love time.
1: In the form, <laughs> thank you. Yeah,
2: thank so, you,
1: Charlotte. That was lovely.
0: What did do you think of um, buying the lashes and playing bassoon? I was thinking, you know, um, there's a lot of times that I've talked with children or talked with people about um, not fighting and. Binding the Lashes, um, it had a double meaning in my mind because sometimes, particularly in our culture, people are taught that children won't obey unless you lash them, unless they get hit. And so part of my mind was thinking, bind the lashes and play bassoon, which is to say, play some music because so many things in our society are around the punitive. You have to hit, slap, cuff, knock, or whatever, tase. But music, there's a... uh, fast food place in england where they started playing classical music you know people were hanging around sometimes getting into arguments and so while a lot of other fast food places especially during the time kids were out of school they were playing uh loud music hip-hop music um, rock music and they started playing this classical music and they found notice the people just uh the conversations drop down, the temper and and feeling of the times, you know, just a feeling, the you know how people how it feels when you go into a place and you can kind of feel the climate, that the the climate felt different, even though some of the same people were coming. So I think that those are things that you know we could do sometimes and just. Um, sharing our words, sharing music, and that it does touch something in people that can keep them from having to feel like they have to clash, hit, or bang to settle something. Leslie, you have something you're going to read?
1: Yeah, I haven't read for a while and I was looking back through my poems and uh, I found one here, um, which is about the intimacy of cooking and sharing a meal. And it's called Love Apples. Mm. There is joy in this harvest pleasure as I make my simple sauce. They used to call tomatoes love apples. There is something sensual, aphrodisiac, about caressing their scarlet skin, about the heady scent of herbs crushed into the pot. The sauce becomes my creation, my love child, as I caress and nurture it, stirring now and then as it bubbles and matures, knowing it will be ready in its own time. Entangle scarlet sauce in angel's hair or spaghettini. Drizzle oil on salad, add a measure of wine, and serve with delight. And then share an intimate meal together. I love that love child. Can you read that again? That line again? The scarlet source becomes my creation, my love child, as I caress and nurture it.
0: Oh, it's so tender.
1: (laughs) Uh. Neil?
3: Well, after our conversation this morning in which you said what our topic is going to be, I thought about how can I jot down an idea of intimacy. And so I I wrote this intimacy, a kiss so tender. It is but the touch of a feather, a caress so soft, so smooth, the sensation lingers. Intimacy is both pain and pleasure wrapped together in the same moment of desire to pleasure the other. Intimacy is a sharing of breath that fills the space between with sweetness and a longing to become one. The yearning is to destroy the ego and merge into a shared reality of caring and trust personified into a loving bond. A kiss so tender, it is but a touch of a feather. A desire to transcend the limitations of separation and enfold into the joy of defenseless connection, into the open hearted laughter of a child experiencing joy. Intimacy is a mother's love of her baby unbound, her fierce guardianship, and held up as a gift to the world while the father's gift of protection from the intrusion of a careless world wanting to devour the unguarded intimacy is a moment in love that shares a moment in love it is soft and inclusive it is deep within the truth of you and is always a moment of vulnerability Where sanity is found, as is a kiss so tender, it is but a touch of a feather.
0: End of poem. Well, I can picture that feather. It it made me think of... uh, like a collage of kisses that were like that, like a little baby. When a baby first learns how to kiss you and it's just such a little... <laughs> They're trying to figure out, I know how they did that, and it's so tender. And then, you know, it's just... We think of times when uh, that grandmother or, or somebody just gave you a little kiss on the forehead and then the kiss that you get from your first... In my case, your first boyfriend. <laughs> girlfriend the first time you get a kiss and the person is you know just easing up to give you that little kiss you see you started all these intimate thoughts Neil <laughs> uh, what do you think Leslie
1: what did you think about that uh, I loved it and I love the um, I loved the overview that Neil gave of so many different types of intimacy as well mm-hmm. you know so yeah from partner intimacy to family intimacy to yeah so the whole gamut.
4: Yeah,
1: and the love of the parents for their children. And
4: And the the sharing of
1: pleasure and, yeah, everything.
0: It was just wonderful. (laughs) Intimacy in the kitchen with the love child being cooked up. (laughs) And in this feather. Oh, it's nice and exciting. Uh, Dr. Ramona.
4: I am enjoying myself listening to all your poems. I really am amazed by all three of you. Wonderful, wonderful poems, and uh, and I I don't know whether we have time, but I since you said we could share a poem, by, written by someone else, I re- can. Do we have time for that? Yes, yes, Charlotte? definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing: I reconnected with this student. Her name is Shilpa. Shilpa Shekhar, and she used to come to me for French conversation. She was a young mother at the time, and she still is, And uh, but, but in the years that I'm not in touch with her, she suddenly discovered that she can write poetry, and not only did she write those poems in English, but she also did them in Hindi, and she has two of her books published, so I uh, connected with her, like you said, Charlotte, 4.30 a.m. <laughs> this morning, and I asked her, I told her this is our theme for today and you know students are very obedient to teachers in India so she immediately sent me two poems and also a little write up about herself. So if you give me a moment I'll just get it out here and read it to you and then Leslie I'll put it in the I'll put her name and the book in the, chat for you. So here's a thing that she's written. Shilpa Shekar is an engineer residing in Mumbai who's chosen to be a full-time mother while she pursues her passion to write. She is a published poet with one English and one Hindi book of poems. Writing is her way of weaving her thoughts and feelings into words. She has her own blog, Unchained Words which, as the name suggests, is a collection of articles which show her unchained thoughts. Her published works are Echoes of Silence and Dil Ki Tanhai, um, literally that translated would mean um, longing of the heart. So I'm, I'm going to read to you um, Shilpa's poem that she she. Okay, it's entitled Dear Lover. So here it goes. Hey, dude, now that I'm here, tell me something I want to hear. When I am in your arms stronghold, it feels like a close, cozy blanket in the cold. When you look deep into my eyes, you soothe me and quieten my inner cries. Your words make my world go crazy. My knees tremble, my sight gets hazy. Your piercing gaze goes deep into my core, as if telling me I'm going to get more. Your touch makes my lips quiver. I gasp, hold my breath, and shiver. Your kiss seems to melt my soul, as you complete me and make me whole. I don't know what's in store. If you are with me, I need no more. End of poem. So tell me, tell me, what did you think of Shilpa's poem? (laughs) That was quite a traditional,
1: actual rhymed verse. We don't hear so much of that anymore. It's actually more difficult to write.
4: Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll get her that. She was a bit shy about sharing this aspect of her life with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought you would be better at, you know, saying something about what she's written.
0: What was the title of the poem?
4: Dear Lover, I think. Just a minute. Yes, Dear Lover.
0: I enjoyed it because... (laughs) It was, it was tender and exciting. There's some things in life that it's good to remember your first kiss or an exciting kiss. I, I just think it was really, really inspiring and intimate. Having a chance, uh, I think she said she was shy. I've been sometimes shy about exp- describing a loving or describing the feeling. I have a poem called When My Man Kisses Me and I wasn't sharing it to anyone. And I was at a thing where it was a group of women that were in their seventies and eighties. And I read the poem and they said, read that poem again. <laughs> and then they bugged me until I recorded the poem. So I really thank you for sharing that. Were you gonna say something, Neil? I, sometimes I, when the train is going by, I put on a mute. I'm not trying to shut you out just Oh no no! I, I I should have put it on myself. Okay. Did you have a second one by her you wanted
1: to read? Um,
3: I
0: defer to Leslie.
1: No,
4: I think Ramona had two poems, didn't she? Yes. Yeah, she did. She did send me another. Do, can I read it? It's a bit. Yes. It's, it's. I don't know whether you would say the. It deals with intimacy. The title is "Someone, Someone Who Understands Me." as I am, someone who knows what I can't or can, someone who's been there for years, someone who's just gotten near, someone with whom I can just be, someone I trust as much as he trusts me, someone who's known my words before I say, someone who is ready for an outing or play, someone I can approach any time of the day, someone who is ready to listen to everything I say. Someone whose friendship means the world to me. Someone who's helped me change my destiny. Someone who's, who always tries to cheer. That someone is you. Hope you know that, dear. Mm. And there's that word trust again, right? Yeah. Yes. That's that <laughs> Strangely, Neil was talking about that trust. Mm. So true
0: in the exploration, you know, just the idea, someone not just coming up and say, Hey, but you know, a nice tender little invitation to get to know me. <laughs> I enjoy And I, I wanna
3: share something that uh written in in twelve fifty AD. If this is from Rumi. True love, all that is bitter will be sweet. Through love, all that is copper will be gold. Through love, all dregs will become wine. Through love, all pain will turn to medicine. Rumi, 1250 AD. That's in my book. On the other side.
0: (laughs) I love that. I I went, they had a roomy festival one weekend in um, LA, and people read their famous, their favorite selections. And there were so many of his poems that, you know, everybody got to read, and people read something different, and it just went nicely. (laughs) Okay, I am going to try to screen share. There's a different um, way of of intimacy. It was with a person's heart. And let's see, optimize, and see if it will play.
2: Heart of my heart. Are you there? Are you at home? Heart, have you gone deaf? you hear his feelings groan? Heart of my heart, I think you're tone deaf. Music's playing and others are dancing, but you're all out of step. Heart of my heart, something's gone wrong. You beat and repeat, but it seems like no one's home. Heart of my heart, have you anything in store? Dinner's served. Half have eaten, but the kitchen has more. Heart of my heart, what a passion and power. The lights are turned on, every switch. But it's been dark for an hour. Heart of my heart, for the love of God, wake up. Time's flying, people are dying, you've got to rev up. Heart of my heart, please come out of your shell. War's over, shooting stop. It seems like you can't tell. Heart of my heart, come and fly another way. The stars are all bright. Let's just let them show us a new day. Heart of my heart, don't wither with despair. We are but one. Let's chase the sun. Let's just soar through the air.
4: Beautiful shallot, the music, and your voice sounded amazing. Thank you. (laughs) It was a poem
0: I wrote to my heart. It was like a point after being heartbroken about something. I was saying, Time's flying, people are dying, you've got to rev up. (laughs) Because it just felt like my heart had sat down in a chair somewhere and said, There, y'all gone with the rest of it. I can't take it.
4: I think I like that aspect of writing poetry. At least in Shilpa's case, she had so many, you know, thoughts about her life and her whatever was going on in her life. When I met her, and I feel that she's come to uh, terms with it all by writing these poems. Like you know, she's been able to express all of the thoughts and do well in her life. Yeah.
0: For me, writing poetry was a really intimate experience. This one was in my book, Heart Balm Just for You. And this, this uh, was drawing on 25 years of experience in health and relationships. And I called it a treasure trove of poems and activities that are there like lip balm. So, heart balm is like lip balm for your heart. Its content stimulate sincere conversations and generate loving, creative, productive energy. So I've worked with people where I've worked with people to write poems, sometimes writing to uh, whatever part of their body, if you know, something that hurts if you feel uh, disappointed. Writing a love letter, writing to yourself and then being able to express it is very healing. So I've done that at maximum security, boys' prison, convalescent center, um, a wedding, and I think it's one of the ways poetry is really a very intimate relationship with ourselves and in each of you who are able to inspire and turn someone on to, to releasing that. It does them great good either in some way, <laughs> either relieving stress, uh, making them feel optimistic. And the thing that Neil said, you know. Uh, the trust. And as you start, do you find, like when you were writing about the sauce, what kinds of feelings came about as you were making that poem related to the deliciousness and the colors of the fruit and their textures?
1: Are you talking to me? I'm trying to type something here. Sorry. Oh, yes. No, I was saying when you were writing that poem, what kinds of things did that release for you, you? Well, it felt very sensual. So, um, it's like cooking is an act of love. And I was also trying to create an impression of, you know, physical intimacy there as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just the the fact that tomatoes used to be called love apples, I found very inspiring. Yes. Interesting that it would be an apple more, I mean, uh,
0: tomato rather than an apple because so many times they have a picture of an apple but then the tomato is juicy and uh, anyhow (laughs) interesting Neil, do you find you know what kind of intimacy do you find with yourself when you're writing your poems
3: Mm. I'm amazed at what the words that come out because they're not my words they're a gift. And so, in the stillness, in the darkness, in the moments before your lover's morning kiss arrives to remind you of who they want you to be, in the stillness, in the darkness, a still, quiet voice can be heard whispering to you the truth of your being. In the stillness, in the darkness, there is a truth. Beyond the wound, beyond the tears, there is a love and a compassion seeking to tell you who you really are. In the stillness, in the darkness, you can connect to the oneness of your soul that insists you are all that is. You are the love that created the universe. That is
1: wonderful.
0: It Mm -hmm. sounds like a directive to our our listeners. Mm -hmm. In the stillness, if you're wondering when you can write in the stillness, in the darkness... (laughs) I love the way you painted that picture.
1: Yeah, And I think you're right, Charlotte, it is. Poetry is about intimacy with ourselves. We're, we're digging down to the very depths of our feelings when yeah. we, we do write poetry. Yeah. And sometimes things come up that, as Neil said, you know, he's a vessel, and, um, things, you produce things that you don't, you know, you didn't know you were capable of, or you didn't know you were there, right? Yes.
0: So are you writing any poetry, Dr. Ramona?
4: No, I don't, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that gift. So I find all of you walking miracles. (laughs) But you have
0: so much joy. So a person with joy, all you have to do is give yourself permission because you (laughs) express poetic thoughts and then inspiration. So you have all the keys. (laughs) Just go into your kitchen and put them in a pot.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I love that part of Leslie. Yeah, the cooking.
0: Uh, Make a nice
3: little video stop being a university professor <laughs> and, be, and be intimate with your thoughts because they're there. Yes.
0: Thank you.
1: It's I have, more about feeling than thinking, right? I
3: have a book that's rather interesting. This book was published as a fifth edition in 1899. And it's a book called The Rubaiyat hmm. of Omar Khayyam. Don't know if you can see it.
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. I have never held it in my hands, but I've heard people refer to it or read from it. It's the one that the, the one that's got
3: the, the the line in it about the 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 moving finger rights and having writ moves hmm. on. Nor all your piety nor wit shall lure back half a single line. Nor all your tears wash away a word of it.
1: Wasn't it the Rubiat that had the line? Was it a glass, a jug of wine and now?
3: No, I don't think. No, I just read this and I don't recognize it, but he was a drinker. <laughs> he was a drinker because one of the lines in in in, in here talks about is the uh, 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 yesterday this madness would did did prepare yesterday this day's madness did prepare tomorrow's silence triumph or despair drink for you know not whence you came nor why drink for you knew not why you go nor where he kind of appeals to me with his his ideas that that uh that, that what he just said about is that we don't know where we're going we don't know we don't know our future so drink up and enjoy the day
1: i found it neil A book of verses underneath the bough, a jug of wine, a loaf of bread, and thou beside me, singing in the wilderness. Oh, wilderness, were paradise to know. Some for the glories of this world and some sigh for the prophet's paradise to come. Ah, take the cash and let the credit go, nor heed the rumble of a distant drum. Look to the blowing rose about us, low laughing. She says, "Into the world I blow." At once the silken tassel of my purse tear and its treasure on the garden throw. Oh, and who was it by? That was by uh, Omar Khayyam, who wrote the Rubaiyat. Ah,
0: oh, okay. Well. It is now it's time to say goodbye to all my company. I won't sing it, but I love you and enjoyed having uh, this time together. And we're going to be all doing Poetry Month, sharing poems that we've written, poems that have inspired us, poems that uh, maybe in some people's life, a poem was a, a, a life changer, a grade changer. So we'll be sharing that and we will be looking at some other ways around the world that the Federation. The Federation. Not the Federation. The League of Canadian Poets. Federation of BC Writers is also acknowledging Poetry Day. So we will just be having there a couple of authors that are pending to see if they will have time to come on. So thank you for joining us today and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye now.